0: mm mm-hmm. It is the 23rd of April 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. My name is Doreen Nabanja. In our first story, sugarcane farmers in Luka district have petitioned the Speaker of Parliament, Rebecca Lituala Kadaga, on their failure to get permits to sell off their sugarcanes. The farmers, led by Agren Subuga, have informed the Speaker that they are contact farmers for both Kakira and Mayuge sugar factories, but the two have declined to buy off their sugarcane. Their appeal is that she assist them obtain their permits. They already have loans in banks which they must service with the income from sugarcane sales. Kadaga in response said she will meet the factory owners. We're going to call Mr. Madvani and Mr. Magan Patel to come here in a week's time and I've asked for two representatives from each of the uh, the two, two farming groups to come here and resolve the, each of the permits because these are their contract farmers. They're not just any farmers. They are contracted by the, the sugar factories. Therefore they must. They should be able to buy their, their cane. Kadaga has also assured them that the pledge made by the president to help farmers in Busoga region acquire their own meal is on course. They have also raised issues about uh about the pledge by the president about uh, the cane uh the cane meal for Busoga. I've told them that we are working on the budget with the Uganda Development Corporation to ensure that the funding is put there to enable the Busoga to get the the, the cane for the meal for the indigenous people. Also to, to assure them that I hope this is financial year the sugar board which we are enacted under the sugar act should be able to come into place so that they can help resolve uh uh, some... Let's head to Soroti, where 48 casual laborers at Soroti Fruit Factory this afternoon protested over low pay. Some of the casual laborers who spoke to us say they earn 8000 per day, but the wage doesn't match the workload. The disgruntled workers told ItoP Radio that the supervisors tell them not to reveal their earnings to visitors at the facility. And they say there has been no recruitment to replace the laborers who left, forcing them to fill the human resource gaps. They also accuse the managers of the factory of segregation and intimidation. Douglas Kachukundaola is the chief executive director of the Soroti Fruit Factory and admits that pay for the casual laborers is small, but he refutes segregation and intimidation allegations. Put you for- forget that we almost lost uh, six months to COVID. Maybe if we had worked through that duration, by now something would have happened. We need to pay value for money. Right now we are processed. There are some who have shown us what we call value for money. You look at him, you can go to the border and say, this man is a great one. Although he has this qualification, he does A, B, C, D, and these are the delivery they, they, they need to check they, themselves as people, as also the company checks itself. So we are working around the corner to sort all these issues out. Still in Soroti, the office of the Soroti Resident City Commissioner RCC has called for the dialogue to resolve the land conflict between Soroti University and residents of Aputu village. The community has been bickering with Soroti University over the ownership of 110 acres of land which the university allegedly annexed to a chunk of 460 acres initially donated to the institution by TESO College a lot, TCA. The university recently opened boundaries on the disputed land displacing more than 100 people. I'm already seeing a need for two stages of dialogue for this uh, land. One stage of dialogue is with the people. If there was something given and to them for compensation and they reject it. We need to talk to them that whatever comes should be taken. Then we have a second stage of dialogue. That is with the office of the prime minister which can be done. We only need to sit your office. We agree. We can go to Kampala together and explain to the prime minister the urgency of this. The parents who thought, those great grandparents of ours who thought of such amount of land to be here were more visionary than some of us see these, these days. Many people have been taken by petty difference. You can't get now a person who can even release land to an institution like this so we need to protect this and make the population know that institution has, has come here to stay for the good of their children and great grandchildren. professor john robert ijoka odong at the teso university vice chancellor welcomes the dialogue and i'm very very happy that you can say we can go together to various offices to talk about different questions like land question the government gave even iron sheets through teso ministry and some people took them and some money and they located some refuse because there are some advisors that don't go. I'll join you with Muzia Kabwai, the former headmaster of Teso College, and Onaga, the former deputy headmaster of Teso College, so that you really get the bottom of this before Muzai Ilidat was the first quartermaster of Teso College in 1953 when the land was made crown land. at on the advice of Muse Epaku who was a chief, Muse Epaku. Muse Epaku was from a, a from our own history. And when we got independence, it became Uganda Land Commission and so on and so forth. That one I will give you more information. Moses Otimong, the Soroti city clerk, says it's the right time for stakeholders to come to a round table. There are some outstanding issues that are trying to undermine the faster growth of this university matters are in court in terms of land ownership and this is time where we need to come in as stakeholders to interface with the other stakeholders to see how the university can be sorted out such that they are able to lobby more programs because right now the university cannot expand when there are issues regarding encumbrances in areas of land ownership it can affect sustainability of some of these projects in 2017 the aggravated residents in over 30 families were forcefully evicted rendering them homeless and landless paving way for a lengthy court process. In the later dated October 26, 2018, President Museveni directed each of these affected families would be compensated with shillings 15 million and iron sheets. However, some of the aggravated families objected to the government proposal to compensate. President Yoweri Museveni is optimistic that the report compiled by the Commission of Inquiry into land matters held by Justice Catherine Bamgemerere will solve land problems in the country. He says the report will be started by the new cabinet and also be recommended as a white paper to enable government to tackle the issue of land management in Uganda. The president was contributing to a paper delivered by Justice Catherine Bamgemerere, the chairperson of the Commission of Inquiry into Land Matters to the NRM MPs elect, attending a political induction training course at Nadi in Chankwanzi district. Meanwhile, the Public Accounts Committee of Parliament wants the judiciary to guide the public on how to claim their bail fees. This was raised while the committee interfaced with officials from judiciary to respond to audit queries while legislators said many people have not got their money even after winning court cases. Now, the committee chairperson Nandala Mafabi has asked the judiciary to publish the criteria on how to claim the fees and produce a list of people who demand their money tomorrow. Money to the consolidated fund of those who jumped what? And if they are not, you show us. How much is those who jumped bear? Two, we want you to publish the system of how people can claim for their what? Bail. If an MP cannot know, how can a villager from Mubukwa know? We apologize. And this should also be put in local media and whatever. You are supposed to show people that you should get your money. I have a case of somebody stood for bail who was charged for terrorism. You won the case. The guy as soon as they released him, he ran, he has never come again, and I put my money. You should tell People, well, you have won your case, you should not run, you should do. You was worried to be arrested again. The chief registrar, Sarah Langa, asked for more time to address the matter. I just wanted us to first discuss the issue of the, those who have forfeited bail, because while you may require us to produce that record tomorrow, I must tell you that we cannot do that tomorrow. Because we have come into office and we have noted some gaps and these are things we are addressing. I'll tell you practically that if you go and read several records, you will not find that indicated. And these are issues now we are taking up in that in the bail guidelines that are coming up, and I want to assure my brother from Kalungu that in the bail guidelines that are coming, we are addressing most of these gaps. So if you, we got uh, undertaking that tomorrow, we'll give you that list. It is not there, so we need the time. In our next story, government intends to dispatch seven development programs to create a parish-based model to eradicate poverty in the country. The Minister of Finance Matia Kasaija revealed the plan while delivering a statement on the proposed parish development model that is set to start operating in the next financial year. Kasaije said the government plans to invest 400.3 billion shillings. Each parish receives 38.16 million shillings. Youth Livelihood Program, Uganda Women Empowerment Program and Peace Recreation Development Plan are among those that will be affected. And in our sports news today, Uganda Premier League sides Express FC and URA FC will face off in the round of 16 of the Stanbig Uganda Cup. According to the draws today at FUFA headquarters in Mengo, Express beat URAFC in both ties of the league and will seek to further extend their dominance against Sam Simboa's side. The first legs of the ties will be played in the first week of May. Other draws UPDF will play Vipers, Proline against Mbale Heroes, Onduparaka will entertain FC Villa, Wakiso Giants vs. Toro United, Police will play Bright Stars, BUL will play the winner between Kitara and Chigezi, while Maroons will play KCCA. FUFA Deputy Chief Executive Officer, Nicholas Chiza says COVID-19 SOPs will be followed. We shall continue to implement the COVID-19 regulations as they exist until advised otherwise. So we shall have to observe the regulations the way we have been advised. We'll have a limited number of fans in the stadium. Some of us who have received sanctions already, I think Mbale Heroes, if the draws show they will host in one of the matches, they will have to have an empty stadium. That story, we have come to the end of the news around Uganda. My name is Doreen Nabanja. Have a good day.